0: Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast.
1: Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am gonna help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome back to the Copper Newer Path podcast. Today I have a very, very special guest with me today. But before I get to that, I want to read for you guys another review that came in. You guys know I love your reviews, I appreciate them. Uh, It keeps me charged up and, and moving forward with the podcast. And your reviews, of course, help other people find the show. So I'm going to read a review real quick from Stu. Stu gives the podcast five stars. And he says, speaks to me. You've listened to podcasts about tactics, gear, and mindset. Now listen to a professional podcast about maybe the most important issue you will face. What to make of your life after the job. If you've ever thought or dreamed of creating your own business, then this is for you. Adam and his knowledgeable guests lay out the pitfalls and the joys of entrepreneurial world, but from an angle that's inviting and educating to those of us still stuck between the four walls of a precinct. If you are nearing the end, or even if law enforcement just feels like a dead end, then you owe it to yourself to listen and consider all the possibilities out there waiting for you. Stu, thank you for the review, and everybody else listening to the show, please, uh, if, if you would like to review the podcast as well, please go to leo to ceocom forward slash podcast dash review, and you can leave a review of your own on your favorite podcast listening app. So now, without further ado, I want to introduce you to a guy who really needs no introduction uh, amongst this group uh, of listeners here, and that is Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Lieutenant Colonel, thanks for being on the show, man. It is such an honor to have you. I don't even, I don't even know how to, how to, how to welcome you on right now. It's just, uh, I'm flabbergasted to have you here.
0: Oh, Adam, Adam, it's really my pleasure. And and oh, you know, th- we we get into the entrepreneurial side of this world, which I'm, I'm excited to do. This is different than anything I've ever done before. Uh, and uh, and and hey, and congrats on that great review. Uh, and good yeah, jobs you. too. You know, that that's man. the kind of reviews that keep us going. We're gonna talk about. Focusing on the positive and all those attacks and all those bad things, keeping yourself above water, you know. And uh, and we'll talk about all that. But uh, yeah. uh, and you're doing just the right thing. Focus on the positive. Find those good ones and embrace them and put them out there and and feed on them. That uh, I'm, I'm excited about doing that. And and I think what you're doing is is really a needful thing. And and uh, and it's a win-win. What, you know, in this entrepreneurial world, we want to look for not just the win-win, but the triple win. I win, you win, your listeners win. Well, what a great use of our time. What a great use yeah. of our resources. And one of the things I always try to do right up front is honor you for doing the podcast and honor your listeners for seeking deeper knowledge. When, when I was a kid, we had three national networks. We had one or two newspapers in every community. We had, uh, we had maybe half a dozen national magazines. And if you weren't on those, there was no way to get your voice heard, and 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 there was like this this roadblock uh, on information. Now we have busted that roadblock, and and these podcasts uh, not not only are 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 they going to be here, but they're going to be here a hundred years from now. They're the the modern day equivalent of writing a book. That's Uh, true evergreen. Now people will be looking at these, and and, uh, and and. you know, I've been on 60 Minutes in 2020 and Larry King, and it was just a waste of time. It was a five-minute soundbite, and boom, you've moved on. But the podcast really digs in deeper. And I honor you for for running this podcast, and I honor your listeners for seeking that deeper knowledge. Uh, it, it's really a beautiful combination, another win-win. So well done, Adam, and uh, and, uh, and let's talk about the, the, the I I really love that concept.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know what, I am going to forever paraphrase what you just said, as uh, that Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman said himself that coming on my podcast was a better use of his time than being on Larry King. I mean, (laughs) hey, it doesn't, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm putting that I'm putting that in quotations with
0: your permission. Nobody (laughs) nobody knows who Larry King is, you know, we I guess that's true, huh? And yeah, then, I, one of the yeah. things we got to do is constantly stay updated. You know, say better than than yeah. sixty minutes or better than twenty thirty. You know, no, so, yeah. you know, it's one yeah. of those things where as we go by, we get left in the dust, and we pull up examples and jokes with punchlines that nobody understands. You know, the punchline is Raquel Welch. Nobody knows who Racco Welch is anymore. You know, and and, uh, <laughs> and so we we got to constantly stay current and updated and. Uh, but yeah, it, it truly is. A, this is a far better use of anybody's time than a soundbite on on twenty minutes or sixty minutes or whatever. And, yeah. uh, and you know, um, from this entrepreneurial standpoint, there's two kind of nuggets I want to put out front for your listeners. I think it's really important. Yeah. And first is for your own personal wellness. You know, when when I was uh, when I was a, a young paratrooper in 1974, the 82nd Airborne Division. We had a first sergeant, and Donald R. Wingrove, and he had been a Sante Raider. He was Green Beret in Vietnam. He'd gone into the POW camp. He, he was an amazing guy, and he was so ancient and so crusty. And he must have been like 38 years old, you know, maybe 40. And, right. and to us, he was. He looked like, you know, the ancient. And, and it's hard to wrap your mind around that. When, when I retired from the Army after 24 years, I was like the old geezer, you know, you, yeah. you were done, but life begins at retirement. You know, I, I'm 65 years old right now, and I plan to keep fighting a good fight for another 20 years. Uh, with with, nah. with average luck, we should plan to be in the 80s before we got to give up our, our productive years. And, and yeah. life begins at retirement. This is where you get to use your skills. And of course, you got that little retirement money to give you a buffer. Maybe you got some medical to give you a buffer, and that's important. But now we've got the freedom and the time to be who we really meant to be and to follow the path that we've always wanted to follow. So there's one wellness danger that I want to put right up front. We're in the middle of a global epidemic of sleep deprivation. Just look that up online. Boom, you'll be a, And And the toxic nature of social media it can suck you in. The, the internet never sleeps. You've been social media all night long, night after night after night, you got to let it go. You're going to get attacks. You're going to get people who, who diss you and, and give you bad reviews. And you can't let those people burn up your energy. You can't let them suck up your energy. You just got to ignore it and drive on. And and watch your sleep. It is so important. Sleep deprivation the, the the video games, the incredibly addictive video games. You know, I'm a big fan of the Civilization games. you know Their motto is <laughs> just one more turn. And suddenly it's 4 o'clock in the morning. you, you right. got to get up and get ready for work in two hours. I have no idea where the last six hours went. Yeah. The video games, the social media, the text messaging are in the middle of the night people who text message you in the middle of the night without a darn good reason are not your friends. <laughs> 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 no no I, doubt. I <laughs> you keep doing this. People who text yeah. friends, friends respect, friends sleep. You know, it's important. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and of course, the, the video game so addictive, the social media binge-watching shows. You know, the head of Netflix said that their number one competitor was not other online providers. The number one competitor was sleep. The corporate policy of Netflix is to wow. steal your sleep. They don't care that it's killing you.
1: At least they're being honest. They don't care honest.
0: that it's destroying your judgment. So sleep deprivation is a key factor in suicide. And, and if we don't have what's called a death of despair, well, we're going to live into our 90s easily with, with just average luck. Well, what is a death of despair? Well, first is suicide. You know, I, I would never happen to me. Well, sleep deprived. The military. Some of the military research tells us a sleep deprived soldier can be up to five times more likely to take their life. Uh, I'm telling you, you know, sleep is this biological blind spot, and we've got to make sure we carve out that time for sleep every day. And 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 don't use alcohol to put yourself to sleep. Nothing wrong with one drink on the way to bed. But you know, if I were king and could give everybody one gift, I'd give them a fitness tracker. And I'm a huge science geek. My favorite website, sciencedaily.com. I check it every day through almost every category. It's the fun part of every day. What's the latest scientific discovery? And, and, uh, and there was a great study on the different fitness trackers and how good a job they did of tracking your sleep. And the Fitbit was pretty much the best. Uh, and, uh, and it'll track how much sleep you're getting over time. As an adult, you need at least seven hours of sleep a night. I shoot for nine hours. And and like uh, nothing wrong with one drink on the way to bed, but wear the fitness tracker, pound down four beers, go to bed, and see what it does to your sleep. You'll fall quickly into a shallow sleep. You'll wake up in a couple hours, can't get back to sleep. You know, cut off caffeine shortly after lunch is terribly important. These mega doses of caffeine are killing us. Caffeine is an amazing, powerful, useful, addictive drug, and you got to use it effectively. And and, uh, and uh, like I said, the the things that want to pull us and suck us away from sleep and suck us away from life—we got to make it happen. You got to pace yourself for the long game. You got to set a schedule. Now it's kind of like during the pandemic, everybody is, well, I don't have to be at work every day. I'll just sleep," you know. And then your sleep cycles get messed up. Everything gets messed up. Uh, take care of your sleep. Take care of your time. Sleep deprivation is a key factor in suicides that exploded worldwide. It's a key factor in traffic deaths. Decade after decade, we brought traffic deaths down. Airbags, seatbelts. And now everywhere, for over a decade, traffic deaths are up, 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 up. And the new factor is sleep deprivation. Alcohol and sleep deprivation are the two major factors in traffic deaths. The third major thing, like the Dichilla, is opiate overdoses. And why opiates? Prescription opiates have always been there. Why are they suddenly the drug of choice? Well, sleep deprivation creates chronic pain the tendons and muscles never get a chance to fully relax. Doc, I heard all the time. You Give me a pill to fix. You don't need a pill. You need more sleep. And, and you've yeah. got to knock off the caffeine shortly after lunch. That caffeine has stopped you from getting deep cycle sleep. And oh, by the way, just hundreds of studies are telling us that sleep deprivation and lack of deep cycle sleep are key factors in Alzheimer's and dementia. You want to keep your weight down, watch your sleep. You're worried about Blood pressure and cardiovascular disease. Watch your sleep, uh, and 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 most importantly, the, the three major killers that have exploded worldwide: traffic deaths, suicides, and opiate overdoses. Sleep is the answer. Got to pace it, and and there's nothing wrong with getting a little help. You know, but don't make it alcohol. Get an Ambien. Uh, there's nothing wrong with during the pandemic. A lot of us had discovered we need a little help getting to sleep every now and then. There's nothing wrong with that. When I'm out on yeah. the road, I. Uh, you know, I hammer myself to get to sleep. But when I'm at home, well, last night, I didn't get nine hours of sleep, had trouble falling asleep. I got up, had a little, bowl, little tiny bowl of cereal, read for a while, and, and then went back to sleep. I, I I didn't get a full night's sleep, but I will tonight. And I, uh, right. I'm patient enough for the long game. So wellness-wise, and when you retire, it is so important that you establish a schedule And that you maintain it nothing wrong with sleeping in a couple hours on a Saturday morning you know but but maintain that schedule and sleep in a totally dark room and 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 nobody can make a room completely dark wear a sleep mask my little grandson went off to a college he's heard my class he's assisted me in my class many times Uh, my my graduation gift was two of the best most highly rated sleep masks you can find on amazon (laughs) <laughs> and I made him promise me he would use them. Yes, sir, roger out. Are you watching you sleep? Yes, sir, roger out. I mean, suicide, traffic deaths, and opiate overdoses, these are the big killers today, and sleep is a key dynamic. The other key thing yeah. I'd like to address is, uh, it, and this is critical to you as a sheepdog entrepreneur, uh, violence has exploded to a degree we have never seen before. And people are just now beginning to even be remotely aware of it. The media is not reporting it. But um, the murder rate is being held down by medical technology. So if we talk about the murder rate over any period of time without allowing for medical technology, we're lying. So I... Uh, oh, yeah, I, uh, that's a good point. I, I was invited to the White House as the, part of the, the President's Roundtable on Violent Video Games. And I was invited back again... The brief Vice President Pence, a very gracious and impressive guy. And and I told him that, that, you know, we've got one good solid data point. In uh, a UMass Harvard study tells us that between the 1960s and the 1990s, medical technology cut the murder rate to a third or a quarter would otherwise be. That is to compare the murders between the 60s and the 90s. You got to take the murders in the 90s and multiply by about four to make a fair comparison. And the leaps and bounds of life-saving technology since the 90s are astounding. Tourniquets alone, tourniquets alone may have cut the murder rate to a quarter would otherwise be. Cop slaps on a tourniquet, yeah. saves a crime victim's life, we prevented a murder. So just recognize that, um, imagine if the entire economic, uh, all the economists in the world talked about wages and never once talked about inflation. We compare wages. Look how much more money you make today compared to the 1960s. What a lie. What a lie. Right, right. And you get yeah, it. I mean, it's, we get it. It's a good analogy. One sentence. Medical technology holds down the murder rate, it misrepresents the situation. Boom, we get it. Every criminal justice professor, every criminal scientist on the planet is lying. It's like yeah. every economist uh, r- refusing to talk about the impact of inflation. It, it's bizarre. So just recognize the fact it's much worse than it looks. And the vice president asked a very intelligent question. He said, what about the aggravated assault rate? I said, sir, it's too easy to fudge that data. Every cop will tell you, we make ag assault. What have you wanted to say? Where do you draw that magic line between ag assault and simple assault? It's like great inflation, but dead is dead. Murder is good Mm -hmm. data if we allow for medical technology. We have inflation adjusted dollars. We need medically adjusted murders. And when we do that, it will rock our world. So with all that said, in 2020, uh, that homicides were up 30% for the year. Now, the highest annual increase we have ever seen is a 12% increase one year in the 1960s. So it's like three times worse than we've ever seen, right? Wrong. Allow for medical technology. multiplied by a factor of at least 10. It's 20 to 30 times worse than anything we've ever seen and people don't even know it. It's insane. The wheels are coming off the bus. 2021 is even worse. What's that mean to you? The world needs what you have to give. You know, Leosa, you are a retired police officer. You are authorized to carry a gun from sea to shining sea. That, you know, no guns allowed sign, it it doesn't apply to you. As a bodyguard, as a protector, as as a sheepdog, you have something to give to the world that the world desperately needs. And people are going to be scrambling. That, that defund the police is part of the problem. The, the, the George Floyd riots is not about the pandemic. Other nations aren't seeing the same magnitude of increase in violence we are. It's about the George Floyd riots. It's about this sick, twisted narrative that the cops are the bad guys and the crooks are the good guys. And, and that's just insane. And it's doing yeah, it us is. great harm. So be that sheepdog. Take your skills, take your awareness and apply it. But something to think about. Don't yeah. waste your time on the golf course. Now I tell people, <laughs> you know, your your hobby, then this is just me, but your hobby ought to have some survival skills. There's no survival skill found on the golf course, there's no cardio demands found on the golf course. Uh, you know, the golf course is a willful and deliberate misuse of a perfectly good rifle range. You know, I can't agree more. you got to face it. Golf is T-ball for adults, right? And, <laughs> and, and we're not impressed. If you hit a little golf ball 200 yards, hit a golf ball from 200 yards, we're impressed, right? So it's always go. fun to tease our golfers. But I, I like to hold up the example of Officer Greg Stevens, May of 2015. Draw the Prophet Muhammad Art Festival. In the eyes of Islam, to draw the prophet is a terrible crime. They're afraid to drop bad guys, and it did. Two art critics from Arizona showed up with AK-47s and body armor. They had the element of surprise. They had body armor. They had, they had rifles. It could have been the Pulse nightclub times two. They rolled out of the vehicle, and a 59-year-old traffic cop named Officer Greg Stevens killed them both, one of the greatest feats of marksmanship and courage in American history. Uh, Greg was not a SWAT dog. He was not a competitive shooter. But his department had an open range one day a month and for 37 years. One day a month, he was on the range. Uh, Some of the time, you know, he was off duty. Oh, go to the range on your own time. What are you going to range on time for? They're not even paying you. I'm a Texas cop. (laughs) And I live on dirt. And the range is open and the ammo's free. And you're stupid if you're not there. For 37 years, one Saturday month, Officer Greg Stevens made a deposit in his savings account. In May of 2015, Mm -hmm. he made a major withdrawal. How's your account look? Are we pissing our time or are we pissing our money away? Look, carrying a guitar does not make you a musician. Carrying a gun does not make you a dangerous and protective person. You got to train. You got to immerse yourself and invest yourself in training. The one thing you, as a retired police officer, bring to the table is the fact that you are legally authorized to carry a pistol from sea to shining sea, but just carrying that guitar isn't enough. You got to practice, right? Just carrying that gun isn't enough. Immerse yourself in that environment. It's a growth industry. It is the single greatest growth industry at America today.
1: Everyone, I have a confession to make. It seems that this year I have come down with Squirrel Syndrome. If you're a copreneur, it's highly likely that you've come down with Squirrel Syndrome too. If so, then don't feel alone because most copreneurs eventually get infected due to our habit of chaotically managing calls for service, juggling multiple case investigations, and our natural predisposition towards perfectionism. These things make us great at our jobs in general, but it's also why we struggle when trying to manage productivity in order to be more efficient and effective throughout the day. If this sounds like something you're struggling with too, let me share with you the top three things that have helped me get back on track. Number one, clearly define the project. I know this seems obvious, but You need to identify the project objective and desired outcomes, then work backwards to determine every single subtask that needs to be accomplished to bring that project to completion. Document these steps somewhere or place them into a project management software. Number two, block off time. Sometimes the highest impact tasks are the least fun. If you don't block off specific chunks of time during your day or week to do them, you will easily become distracted by the things that are more fun, but less important. Number three, eliminate distractions. There's nothing that destroys productivity more than phone calls, text messages, or notifications about new emails, social media posts, or the latest donut operator video on YouTube. Turn off your phone if you can, but at the very least close out all email messaging and social media applications on your computer or phone when you are doing scheduled deep work. I hope these tips help you be more productive like they've helped me, but don't be too hard on yourself. Guys, new habits are hard to make, make incremental changes and give yourself some time. The Business Brief is sponsored by leo to ceocom Everything you need to grow your post law enforcement business.
0: So What's the defund the police doing? It's making, you know, retention is down, recruiting is down, and the gap between the haves and the have not becomes even greater. Cops are the bodyguards for the poor. Cops are the bodyguards for the population. The rich people are always going to have their bodyguards. The rich are going to surround themselves with armed people while the poor are being hammered. So just understand that there's nothing wrong with protecting that celebrity. You know, a friend of mine wrote a book about being a bodyguard and the guy on the governor's detail. And uh, and it, the governor was a real dirtbag, you know, and, and the, the governor's wife was a dirtbag to the second power in this book, right? And 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 she asked this 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 security, you know, this this state trooper who's part of the security team, said, Why would you I, I, why would you die for me? Why would you lay your life down for me? I, we know who we are, we we know what we are. And he said, I'm not dying for you. First off, I don't intend to die, I intend for the other guy to die. But second, right. I don't put my life on the line for you, I'm putting my life on the line for all the people that voted for you. And if one man with a rival can veto all those votes, then democracy is no longer viable. And, and if, if you're protecting that celebrity, if one person can kill that celebrity, they kill all the love and all the dreams and all the aspiration for all the fans it represents. If one person can kill that, that entrepreneur, that millionaire, then all the years that he's worked and, and, and strived and, and applied themselves to be wealthy— is nothing because one person with a gun can take that away. Uh, you're not you're, you're you're not protecting that businessman. You're you're protecting our way of life, and the same thing goes with wherever you are. You're not just you're not just fighting for our children's life. You're fighting for our way of life. In a dark and desperate hour, the violence of the Old West is a Hollywood myth. The gunfight at the OK yep. Corral wouldn't make the national news today. Off the top of my head, I'll introduce you to 20 cops of more gunfights a white herp ever dreamed of. Uh, we're living in stunningly violent times and the world needs what you have to give. So, you know, with all that said now, just taking the, the dynamics of your personal wellness, of training, and, and of applying the unique set of skills that you have. Now, you might decide to go in a thousand different directions. and They're all just fine. You don't have to be a bodyguard. You don't have to be a sheepdog. But wherever you go, Think about carrying that gun. And, you know, why do we carry that gun? Well, I I would rather, I'm I'm a reserve cop, and when I'm home, I got my clothes on, I got a gun on. I I get horrendous death threats from Antifa and defund the police guys. (laughs) I'm America's number one law enforcement trainer, so I'm the number one target, and we take security seriously. But I would rather walk out that door naked and alone than to be with children, to be with my loved ones without the tools to protect them. You know damn well if somebody were killing your loved ones, if somebody were killing children in front of your eyes and you didn't have your gun on your body, you know you would live the rest of your life in hell. So carry Mm -hmm. that gun. And we know it's a pain in the butt. After the first week carrying a gun around isn't cool anymore. You understand? But but recognize that the world (laughs) needs what you have to give and train and have those tools with you. And wherever you go, the world's a better place because you're there. And, uh, and, and the set of skills that you bring, but, but we can widen the scope now and just talk about the whole entrepreneurial process and advice well, that I uh, give to other people that are moving into this field. And, but any thoughts or questions along what we covered so far, Adam?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you've given me a ton there. Uh, I, I could, I could branch off of a, a gazillion different things you talked yeah. about, but, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing there, Dave, is that, um, I too just want to encourage those that are, are preparing to transition out of law enforcement yes. or in that transition to, to continue to be that sheepdog, because I can right. tell you my own personal story when I left law enforcement and, and part of, part of my story is because I, I actually didn't intend to end my law enforcement career when I did, I, I thought I was going to be in my law enforcement career until I was in my fifties or sixties. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't expect to leave after 15 years, but I was, I was the appointed sheriff. My sheriff ran for reelection and uh, we won't get into the weeds of that um, and what I think, in my opinion, but uh, got got beat by like 100 and something votes in a primary election against another Republican contender. And, you know, I had a decision to make and and my decision, even though I had plenty of job opportunities, uh, including uh, an, an offer with the U.S. Marshals that I was on the task force with for four years. I I decided, you know what, my I'm in a stage of life where my family is is more important and comes first, and I wasn't going to relocate family, and I wasn't gonna, I was no longer going to be the dad that was absent because I was working so many hours or you know going out and risking my safety, and and you know some might say that that was a selfish decision, but I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, I always had that entrepreneurial spirit, and I decided, you know what, now is the time. There's never been a better time for me to make this move than now. But what I'm getting at is. When I, when I left, I felt like I lost my identity, right? And there was this kind of, I felt like I was no longer allowed to identify as a cop because I wasn't anymore. I was a civilian and I came home on my last shift, took my Glock, put it in my, my, uh, safe on my, on my dresser. And I have to admit to you with, with a a significant level of embarrassment, Dave, that I did not pull it back out of that safe and put it back on my hip for about 6 months. It took me that long to come to terms with the fact that it was okay for me to still be a sheepdog even though I was no longer a cop. And if 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 this conversation can do nothing more than help others overcome that bar- that barrier to d- to recognize that you are still a sheepdog, you will always be a sheepdog. Like you said, you have the tools, the knowledge, yeah. the skills when you're out there to defend yourself and other people, but also so many cop are, are you've started training businesses, they're instructors, they're teaching other cops. You have the opportunity to amplify and spread your knowledge, uh, in a way that it, it creates far greater impact because I truly yeah. believe that small hinges swing big doors and, and uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I just, just want to be encouraging in so so thank let you for that. Let me introduce
0: everybody to Issa the Wonder Dog here. Issa yeah. is my wife's uh, 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 service dog. And we're pretty sure Issa saved my wife's life on several different occasions. Good dog. Yeah, good dog. But everybody loves dogs. Uh, you know, Americans, yeah. we, we love dogs. And so being a sheepdog has a lot of positive connotations. You know, there's a yes. there's people who say, well, well, I want to be the shepherd. Well, you know, it's just a metaphor. But the shepherd decides, you know, who's going to be mutton and who's going to be lamb chops tomorrow. The the shepherd <laughs> shears the sheep once a year. You know, the the shepherd decides when you live and when you die. I know who my shepherd is, and uh and this this idea, and and most importantly, the shepherd is a person, and the flock are critters, and 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 that's a frightening, frightening metaphor. But the sheepdog is just another critter. You know, we, we understand that. They're critters and we're critters and we're all equal until the wolf shows up and then we come in handy. And uh, and, yeah. and people love dogs. So don't, you know, I, I actually have the, the U.S. trademark for sheepdog as a protector. And if anyone wants to use that, just send me an email and I'll send you a letter, you know, sort of, you know, suitable for framing, authorizing you to use the sheepdog phrase. <laughs> you don't need that. You can do whatever you want to, but... But embrace that concept of being the protector. And, and people love dogs. Americans love dogs, you know. And, and so it just uh, run with that. The positive connotations and, you know, the defund the police guys, the Antifa folks, they, I got death threats that will curl your hair from them on a steady basis, you know. But, but they'll attack anything we do. It doesn't matter what you do. You can't please these people. Don't try to appease them. You can't please them. Just be who you are, and, and they're on the wrong side of the model when they're trying to attack the sheepdog. People love dogs, you know. And I'm just a lonely yeah. dog. Everybody understands that, and, and and so there's nothing wrong with being that sheepdog and being that protector. But you know, one of the yeah. advice that I give that people looking to kind of follow in this path is to write that book. Once you get that book out there, everything changes. And uh, yeah. and, and we live in a world where there's room for lots of books. You know, when I was a kid, yes. we had a thing called books in print. It's the size of a phone book. A bit, nobody knows what a phone book is anymore, right? You know, it's, it's about thick, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 it had listed every single book currently in print in the English language. And 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 today, Amazon, it, it would take it would take fifty of those books to include yeah, all the titles sure. on Amazon right now. We live in a world where there's room for lots of books. You know, my, my yeah, first book uh, on killing, half a million copies sold worldwide. Major publisher, Hamahama. We really touched a lot of lives. Google Scholar says it's been cited umpteen th- over three thousand times. But my second book on combat, I self published, and uh, and and we've had a lot of success. My daughter in law en- enters the orders, and you know we've got we got books that we self published. We got books published by major major publishers. There's a lot of different ways to to crack this nut. But when you've got that book and you start showing up with that book, everything changes. And and I'll give you Grossman's shortcut to writing a book. You know, I I wrote on killing while I was in the army. I was in grad school, uh, en route to teach at West Point, and I had all this time. And and I, and I d- devoted the time to writing a book. And I turned in one chapter of the book as my graduate thesis because I didn't want the army to think they owned the book. You know, and uh, and, and 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 that was great. Then because of my book, people started inviting me to come present and to train. And I realized that killing was important and it's a vital dynamic of combat. But what was really important was the fact that the shots get muted. I mean, how could we have had 700 years of gunpowder combat and not let people know about auditory exclusion, slow motion time, tunnel vision, and aftermath dynamics and how different people responded? This was the important book. And when my son had his first of nine combat tours, the invasion of Afghanistan, this is the book I literally wrote for my kid going into the fight. But the way I did this book, Grossman's Shortcut to a Good Book, uh, my class had evolved to something totally different uh, using the latest research and interviews. And, and, uh, and I, I, I did a two-day class. We had it professionally audio taped. And some little old lady in tennis shoes for minimum wage transcribed it. And boom, half the book is done. All we have to do is yeah. plug in case studies, examples, and quotes, and boom, the book is done. If you can teach a decent class, if you can give a good presentation, a one-hour presentation is a great article. A, a full-day yeah. presentation, a two-day presentation, man, that's a book. And you can get yeah. an Upwork.com and and find some lady in Malaysia who will who will for with incredible skills, an incredible grasp of our language. We can, I can't even speak my language well, you know. She will. <laughs> You will transform your narrative into sentences and paragraphs, and uh, and boom, you know, uh, you've got most of a book right there. So the first step in whatever you're doing. I mean, if you are the, you know, the sheepdog chef, uh, you know, just just write that book. and present, you know, go go to uh, go to conferences. You know, with early on, we were presenting at Kiwanis and you know Rotary. My wife made up a little cardboard sign that says "We'll speak for food," you know, and and. Uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, but, you know, the, the, get in front of every audience that you can and get better at what you're doing. Yeah. And when you've got it perfected, then audiotape it and transcribe it.
1: Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo toceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback, and it will also help other compreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast, and search this episode number, and you'll find all the links, descriptions, and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.